All right, Ruck, you read this story, didn't you? I did. And you extended, uh, uh, you made every attempt possible, and I, God, I regret when we have to say this, to reach St. Kate's President Becky Roloff. Apparently, she is not talking to the media. I left a message with uh, her, with her assistant. I gave my phone, email. Even if they couldn't do it, I said, please let me know, and just a quick no will do. Thank you. Shocked about that. You ready? And again, Maura Lerner wrote this for the Star Tribune, and I tip my cap to her. Last fall, St. Catherine University invited 30 businesswomen and inspirational speakers to lead the breakout sessions at a popular annual leadership conference. Mm-hmm. But the conference, which was billed as a networking and career-building event, never took place. The university canceled it because of what it called a lack of diversity among the invited speakers. Mm-hmm. Well, they invited them. The decision, which caught many of the speakers by surprise, has cast the Catholic University in St. Paul in an uncomfortable national spotlight. Last week, the conservative website Campus Reform reported that St. Catharines had pulled the plug on the event because most, if not all, of the scheduled speakers ended up being white. St. Catherine officials declined to be interviewed for this story, but this week the university issued a statement defending its decision to call off the leadership imperative conference, which had been scheduled for January 19. We did not feel the list of speakers adequately represented the St. Kate's community or fulfilled the objective of lifting up the voices of all women, it said. While this was a tough decision, we believe it was an important one. It's absurd. It's absurd. That was a blind, uh, the invites went out. and uh, Back in November, the university actively promoted the one-day conference as the event of the year for professional women in the Twin Cities. It was designed, according to its website, for both aspiring and seasoned leaders and promised a series of inspirational sessions on finding purpose, igniting passion, and inspiring excellence by noteworthy speakers. You won't want to miss out, it said. Space is limited. Mm. Last year, the event sold out quickly. It also sent out congratulatory notes to the women selected as presenters. But in December, after the speakers were asked to send in photos and bios for the event's website, the university reversed course. Oh, we didn't know you were all white. Sorry. White. (laughs) God, it's just, it's tragically. Could you go and get some sun before you come and do your speech? It's tragically comical. It is tragically comical. I'm about to say some very strong statements. Oh, no. Becky Roloff, St. Catherine's president, uh, in my estimation, well, I'm, I'm going to hold myself in check. I'm going to look up her street creds as you're... Uh, well, I'm thinking. sure in the world of the academy, she's got all the boxes checked. She's full of the BS. She's bought the, she's bought the poison. Becky Roloff, St. Catherine's president, sent a campus-wide email December 8 announcing she was canceling the conference after concerns were raised by alumni, faculty, and staff. We did not set a goal to secure a diverse panel of presenters, she wrote. Because of this, the racial and ethnic diversity of women in leadership positions was not reflected. She did not state what the racial breakdown was, but she expressed her sincere apology for injuries caused. Uh, Okay... Joanne Bangs, the associate provost, told presenters in a separate email that the decision was no reflection on the quality of your presentation, but on the selection process itself. The organizer, she wrote, had put out a blind call for presentations and had chosen the speakers solely based on their fit. 
well, or I think I think it would be safe to say solely based on their merit, right? Uh, to appear at such a an event, right? Uh, the uh, and it chose the speakers solely based on their fit with the conference themes. The end result does not reflect the diverse St. Kate's community. She wrote, while well intentioned. It is a case where a blind process has led to a racial and ethnic blind outcome. The university says that 34% of its undergraduates are multicultural students. This is tantamount to saying that at this institution, we do not value merit. We value only skin color. They have worshipped so stridently at the altar of diversity that skin color is more important to them than the women who wish to speak at the conference based on their accomplishments. I can't for the life of me understand from this point forward why a degree from that institution would be worth anything. I'm not being facetious. And wouldn't that be more insulting to people of color? Well, the ba- based left, on that criteria, I have said, I have said for ages, uh, black Americans have to rise up against the mystery and say, "Quit doing us a favor." This is the, this is condescending. It's disingenuous. It's saying we we don't count achievement. We don't count merit. Uh, yes, I get what you're saying, Reavers. What they're saying is we would rather have uh, uh, women of color uh, at this uh, seminar. Uh, Apparently, regardless of their accomplishments, because we're not interested in your accomplishments. We're only interested in diversity. Well, then you start to lose credibility. Well, then why is a degree from that school worth anything from this day forward? I, I know, I think I had a sister who went there. You have a child I there. I have a child there right now. I, I think this is appalling. It's comically tragic. They, but, they, this woman, Becky Roloff and her lackey, they are virtually admitting what we've suspected all along. They have no interest in achievement and merit. They only have an interest in what they believe to be their virtuous outlook, their virtuous global view, which is we must promote diversity. They don't even get it. Diversity is a fact. There is no inherent value in diversity. It's merely a fact of life. But before I get to Mary on the Patriot Realty phone line, let me let me say something else. What difference does it make who replied and who was selected? So what if they all turned out to be majority white? So what? It's a, it's a women's empowerment. I know empowerment right. gets the foghorn, but that is... That's what, what, their that's their common bond right now is females. Yeah, well, well, they're what they're also virtually admitting is if we do another one of these next year, we're going to have only uh, people of color represented because that's all we feature. That's all we care about. We don't care what they've accomplished. What's well, an insult to people of color? It's an insult to the student body. I don't count on the student body doing a damn thing about this. They're all been brainwashed. I don't understand why this should continue to be a, a school. I'm, I'm serious. I don't understand why anyone, anyone would give these people a $5 bill to attend that place. I, I'm not kidding. I, I just think it's appalling. The college president uh, doesn't have the courage to speak to the press or the radio stations. They, she's been caught. They've been caught 
in the trap giving national exposure. Yeah, national exposure because the uh, the outrageousness of it. Uh, we're going to have Hinderocker on in a moment. Uh, John Hinderocker of the Center for the American Experiment. Uh, he said it's really almost comical that they're forced to admit that they did this strictly on the basis of merit, and then they characterize that as a mistake. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. This is it's not unbelievable. This academy, this particular academy, is destroyed. I don't know how you can look at it any other way. Mary? Yes. Go ahead. Well, um, this has been going on, well, this whole diversity issue, since uh, we were looking for a new president, you know, a couple years ago. And all of the questions to the presidents were, you know, getting more diverse work place and all this stuff. So basically telling the rest of us, yeah, you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. We want a more diverse workplace. And then um, the president sends out an email every Friday, just kind of updating things on, you know, what's going on. And it always is something about some minority group that is being, you know, put upon or downcast. Do you teach teach the rest of us have, you know, real Mary? Yes. Do you teach there? No. Well, you seem familiar with no, it. If... Mary? You're breaking up on me. You're losing her signal. All right, thank they you. have not brainwashed all of the students. No, I, I know. Can tell you she, that. she did inform me off the air that she works at St. Kate's. Okay. Not, apparently not as a teacher. I don't believe she works as yeah. a teacher. Uh, let's have John Hinderucker join us. Got it. Oz Logic 98, College of Self Esteem, Zip, Nada, Here's Joe Suchere. Billy Sound. They gotta play this at St. Keith. <laughs> John Hinderocker is joining us from the Center of the American Experiment. Hi, John. Hi, Joe. Do you believe it? No, you don't believe it any more than I do, do you? It's just the craziest thing I've come across in a long time. It's unbelievable. And to me, Joe, what, what's extraordinary is that St. Kate's would rather cancel their leadership conference, right. not do it at all, not do it at 200 people show up, not do it at all, rather than hold the event with a faculty that was chosen strictly on merit. John, uh, on the show, uh, it's been at least a year, uh, a little longer. We've been following what I'm calling the destroyed academy, just the academy in general. And this is this is the first time where we've actually, they don't know what they're doing, but what they're doing, they're admitting that skin color is more important to them than achievement. They're admitting that. They don't know that's what they're admitting, but that's what they're admitting. In, in academia, skin color trumps everything. You know, in this case, Joe, they realized the problem when they were getting bios and photographs from the from the thirty presenters that had been chosen, and somebody looked at the pictures and said, "Oh no, they're almost all white." Right. And so, when you talk about diversity, they had diversity in terms of uh, industries people worked in, and age, and experience, and 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 so forth. Literally, the only thing they were concerned about here was the color of the presenter's skin. Well, it gets worse because here's another way you can look at it. Rather than expose 
whoever might have attended this seminar, rather than expose those people to what I can only conclude were some pretty sharp speakers who wish to present, uh, rather than expose uh, people to that, they said, A, we're not going to have this event, and B, the next time we do it, we'll plan for it a lot differently. What does that mean? Well, that's what I find so extraordinary. You, you, presumably, they think this event has quite a bit of value. You know, yeah. they go to a lot of trouble to put it on every year, uh, and yet, whatever value the event has to the students and others, uh, I believe a couple hundred people had signed up. That value they toss right out the window uh, in favor of you got to have a skin color quota, which is exactly the opposite of what Martin Luther King Jr. wanted for this culture. The exact opposite. Well, uh, Joe, I, you've probably heard the phrase colorblind racism. Right. Uh, you know, the liberals nowadays uh, take the position that, that not to care about race is racist. Well, uh, my theory on race and racism and racist is that the word doesn't even mean anything anymore. It, it's if, you, if you're targeted by the left, they'll just play the race card on you and you're a racist. Hey, Joe, do you want to hear a couple of sentences of uh, pure Mysterian philosophy? Sure. This is, it was not in the uh, Star Tribune story, uh, but this is from, these are the opening lines of the email that Becky Roloff, the president of St. Kate, Kate, sent right. to everybody in the St. Kate's community. All right. This is how she starts the email, explaining this, what happened in this, in this event. She says, in a time where sexism and racism in their individual and institutional forms are recognized and called out, those of us in positions of power and privilege, be it through whiteness, maleness, middle-class position, heterosexual normativity, ability, or Christianity, must slow down, reflect, and listen to those who have been subject to systematic silencing, exploitation, marginalization, and exclusion. B as in B, S as in S. That was the beginning of the president of St. Kate's explaining to the university community why this uh, leadership conference. Well, well let's, let's call it what it is. There's the president of a Catholic university citing among privileges Christianity. <laughs> God Almighty! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. They should. Be, she should talk to some Christians in Pakistan about how privileged they are. I mean, it's unbelievable. I'm going to say something, and uh, you tell me if you think it's too strong. I think from this moment forward, uh, two uh, two things. One, I would not ever send a child there. And two, uh, from this moment forward, I can't possibly imagine how a degree from that university uh, compels any uh, legitimacy. Well, it's hard to argue with, Joe. Um, and, of course, if you dug around just a little bit, you'd find that, that, that this incident is not isolated. Right. Uh, you know, I think what's been revealed here is a mindset that I'm sure manifests itself every day mm -hmm. uh, in that institution, and sadly, a lot of institutions. Wasn't uh, Becky Roloff the head of the YWCA? I don't know what her academic credentials are. But she's, oh, I don't, she's, I don't she, know that. She's yeah. 76 MBA from St. Kate's. Well, she, she's uh, drank the whole pitcher of Kool-Aid, didn't she? Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. And the sad thing, though, Joe, is that she's not alone. Mm -hmm. You know, there are many, many institutions of higher education. In fact, almost all of them, I think, you know, have gone down this same incredibly destructive path. Do you recall a couple of months ago St. Kate's had as a student or possibly a former student uh 
the uh, woman who came to campus and started several fires, and it turns out she wanted to kill people in the in the name of ISIS and what have you. There was really not uh, there was really not an untoward word about that uh, young woman ever issued by anybody at that school. No, right. That that was an, an event. Uh, it was it was fortunate that nobody was hurt. Oh God, they uh, multiple uh, multiple fires. Yeah. yeah. John, thank you. As always, we'll be in touch. Hey, thank you, Joe. Bye-bye. Right, thank you. That's John Hinderocker from the Center of the American Experiment and the uh, Powerline blog. I'm going to go back to the ray of hope in this uh, mess, uh, which is uh, I'm very serious when I, I'm i appreciative that the Star Tribune wrote this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know... Uh, I don't know if it was the idea of an assignment editor. I don't know if a student maybe or a faculty member tipped off more a learner. Uh, maybe more a learner is a reader of campus reform and realize that this story was right in her backyard. Uh, whatever reason, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's heartwarming to know that they did this story. This, I can tell you, there are a lot of newspapers that wouldn't have done this story. Do you think the New York Times would have done this if this if St. Kate's was in Manhattan? Probably not. I don't think so. So because it, it goes against the narrative, uh, and the narrative is diversity is to be worshipped at, at all costs. And in this case, I think the cost is, lady, roll off. You don't have a legitimate institution. Uh, to my way of thinking, uh, any degree issued by your school from this point forward is absolutely meaningless. I feel bad for the kids who. Who get it there? Uh, there are some GL kids there. <laughs> yes, and I'm, I'm, I, I feel bad. They, they fight. She fights white privilege in the classroom all the time. And my daughter is a fighter, but she will respectfully disagree. But she's up against it. That's, she is as a as a white student there. She gets fingers pointed at her all the time because of her privilege. And I can tell you. Uh, she hasn't had a life of privilege. Uh, why don't we come back in a moment Got right it. now, uh, thanks to our good friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal in Your Money Now. More like a life of torture being raised in that household. You're not good. Yeah. Uh, we are looking at uh, not a bad day today. Stocks uh, are mostly higher as we head toward the close, but we will likely have a losing week in the market. Uh, today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average ahead 91 points. The NASDAQ composite is hovering right around the flat line. Right now, it is down one point. The S&P 500 is up just five. Industrial production rose 1.1 percent in February. That was the strongest gain since last October. The Federal Reserve said manufacturing output rose 1.2 percent and mining output was up 4.3 percent, helped by strong oil and gas extraction and coal mining. Utility output was down almost 5 percent on warmer than normal temperatures. The ride-hailing service Lyft is experimenting with a subscription service for regular users. Lyft is offering some of its most frequent customers an all-access Pass. For 199 bucks, they can get up to 30 rides, provided they are under $15 each. That represents a potential savings of $151.
I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Thank you, Bruce. We'll talk to you in one hour with your fresh report from New Jersey. Meanwhile, okay, listen up, uh, Garage Logicians. We've got you covered for the tournament. And if you maybe didn't fill out your bracket and you're part of the uh, bracket challenge on 1500 ESPN, go to 1500ESPN.com and find out where the next Dos Equis College Basketball Tournament viewing party is. Scattered all over the metro area, superstars like Reavers, David Harrigan, Matthew Collar, Manny will be out and about Johnny Height and will be celebrating Dos Equis on special while you're taking in the tournament. You want to find out if it's a location? Newership. Commencing Garage Logic segment number eight. Here he is at the TCL broadcast newsroom. Johnny Height. Well, thank you, Joseph. Oh, Chase. It's sunny and 37 degrees. Update brought to you by Robert W. Baird and Company. Twins playing Tampa Bay this afternoon. The first of two split squad games they have. Uh, they're getting beaten badly, 9-1 to one in the eighth. couple of relievers who helped out last year for the Twins. They're not faring well this spring, and that continued today. Taylor Rogers went one inning, gave up three runs. Trevor Hildenberger went one inning, gave up three runs also. They're, uh, we got too much pitching anyway, John. We'll be yeah, just fine. We'll be fine. Yeah. We send them down. We got plenty to take their place. Tonight, another group of Twins players will play the Boston Red Sox. What, what is, is that, Reeves? Hmm? Um, no. Well, he must have been listening. And to be honest, you did openly solicit him earlier in the show last hour. Rick? Um, Hello, Joe. Uh, This is Rick from Harlingen, Texas. How are you? You have a real knack for calling during the news, don't you, Rick? Uh, Quite possibly. It might be the time zone. Time zone. I think you're in the same time zone. But go ahead, Well, I, I guess I meant the timing. Go ahead. The timing. Say, Joe, I know that you celebrate... Uh, uh, what is it called? St. Patrick's Day. That's right. And uh, we do as well down here, whether you are, well, I would say everyone is Irish on the 17th of March. That's a pretty fair statement. And uh, what I'd like to do uh, right now is I would definitely like to, uh, uh, if, if I may, uh, just kind of kick it up a notch here, if that's with your approval. Sure. I've got a little band here. We have some Irish dancers. Uh, well, I would call them uh, senior Irish dancers. Uh-huh. They uh, this is the uh, sixty-five plus group. Yeah, and they are uh, they don't move as fast as those curly-haired. Uh, are you going to get to the story, Rick? Yes, I'm just uh, I'm uh, I'm just right now I'm all set. I have a couple of good jokes. If if you could indulge me, are you going to do it in an Irish accent? Well, I I, I guess I could. I have not I have not sampled my. You'll have to critique me with uh, with my Irish accent if, if if you don't mind. Are you ready? I am. All right, uh, Rick from Harlingen. And I'll I'll try my my I'll for sure try my accent here. Uh, an Irishman walks out of the bar. Wait, that's that joke has never been heard, is it? <laughs> An Irishman walks out of a bar. Oh, I see. That's that's the joke. Y- y- yes. That's the whole joke. That's, that's how that, because it's, uh, see, comedy is the unexpected, Joe. And we down in Harlingen, Texas, we have a, um, uh, we have a system that we tell jokes on. 
Yeah, so that's, uh, let's, uh, here we go. Are you ready? Uh, uh, I'll try one more in an Irish accent. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Ireland. Ireland who? Ireland, you some money if you promise to pay me back. <laughs> They're a little bit short to the point. Uh, may, I, may I do my joke in character? Or would you, I'd okay? let you just use your regular voice. Well, uh, uh, my paddy had been, uh, he had been at the local pub most of the day, and he was uh, celebrating St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. And the bartender's name was Mick. He said, uh, again, I don't do Irish accents, but Mick, you, he says to Patty, you won't be uh, drinking anymore tonight, Patty. And Patty replies, well, Mick, I guess I'll be on my way then. I'll head on for home. Patty uh, spins his uh, bar stool around the uh, backside and uh, promptly falls right on his face as he gets off the bar stool. Oh, boy. And damn, he says, as he pulls himself up and he's leaning up against the bar and he's going to take a little step. And lo and behold, if he doesn't hit his face again, smack dab on the floor. Oh, bloody devil, he says. And he crawls a little bit. He sees the door. So he's walking. He's not walking. He's crawling over to the door. He gets to the door for him, and he pulls himself up, and he's finally out of the bar. I guess I'm kind of doing an Irish accent here, aren't I? But uh, he, he pulls himself up, and he gets to the door frame. Uh, fresh air. Fresh air, he takes one step out of the door, and down he falls oh, again. Boy, oh, he's... he knows he's in big trouble here. Yeah. And I'm getting better as we go, I think. I like this new accent. We'll have to keep this. He says, I'm in bloody trouble. He looks, and he sees his house just not too far away. Uh -huh. That's how he knows Mick, the bartender, because he frequents this place. Okay, okay. So he decides he's just going to crawl home. Right. So up the sidewalk he goes. He sees the stairs of his house and says, there's no way in hell I can do this. He makes it. He crawls all the way up, yep. all the way up to his house. He gets to that door frame again and pushes himself up, all right? Takes one step and falls flat on his face. Oh, oh, he boy. finally makes it to the bedroom, which yeah. is not too far away as he's crawling. Yeah. And he falls asleep. Okay. And as he wakes up the I'm next morning. I'm glad he made it home, Rick. He did make it home okay. As he wakes up the next morning, his wife said, uh, as she brings him some breakfast and coffee, you had a little, did a little bit of drinking last night, did you? And uh, she says, it's time to get up, Patty. It's time to pay the ferryman. And he says, well, honey, I did, I did have a couple uh, yesterday, uh, and I was, I was pretty uh, looped up. How did you know? And uh, she says, well, Mick phoned. Uh, you left your wheelchair at the pub. So he... Uh, he, he he forgot that he did not he did not have the capability to walk. You know, that's that's it for me. What do you call an Irishman in a knockout stage of the World Cup? I don't know. A referee. <laughs> Joe, I wish you a very happy. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you, Rick. Will you be having a bit of Irish stew? Well, we'll see. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Uh, and Johnny Hyde, my apologies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he hung up, but the music was still going. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I think the line weird. was still on, isn't that? Sometimes <laughs> how it goes. Nick called left your wheelchair there. Huh? Yeah, so he left his wheelchair. I oh, got it. Oh, yeah. Poor guy was crawling around oh, everywhere. Right. Mick could have probably helped yeah. him out. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Mick and Rick.
<laughs> yep. Uh, okay. Well, one other sports note as hey, we move along here how are you? Uh, that Mr. Reavers just showed me the Twins have designated for assignment Kenny Vargas. So uh, he can be claimed by another team. Kenny if, with an S, right? Uh, can't, yes, K E N N Y S. Uh, if not claimed by another team, the Twins can send him to Rochester. So we'll they see also made a trade with your Yankees, an outfielder by the name of Jake Cave. I've never heard of him. Jake Cave, I'm unfamiliar with. And they uh, sent a guy, they got a guy. Got it. Uh, was the Kenny Vargas a smart deal? Is he not ready? Or? He just doesn't have a spot. He, do, he doesn't have any okay. options yeah. left, and he doesn't have a spot on got the it. team. So. Will he make it? Will he get picked up? Yeah, he'll. Somebody, somebody, will, somebody will give him a chance. Yeah. Uh, news notes from today. The engineering couple that designated a pedestrian bridge that collapsed in Miami Thursday also designed the current Interstate 35W bridge here. Yep. A PowerPoint designed by the Minnesota Department of Transportation detailing the new I-35W bridge project listed the FIGG Bridge Group as the designer. Last year, MCM, the contractors involved in the pedestrian bridge project at Florida International University, announced a partnership with that same group for that project. According to its website, the FIGG Bridge Group also designed the... Uh, Why is it FIG? Is it F? Is there periods in the one you're uh, seeing? There's large capital letters. They're all in capital letters. I'm assuming it's... Oh, I uh, thought it was FIG. I'm assuming it... Uh, I, I think you're probably right. ...stands for something, yeah. but I don't know what. Yeah. According to their website, the Bridge Group also designed the Wabasha Freedom Bridge in St. Paul. Uh, after yesterday's collapse, the group said it would cooperate fully with the review to figure out what happened in <clears throat> Florida. St. Patty's Day uh, could be lucky for someone. Today's Mega Millions drawing $345 million. The Powerball tomorrow, $455 million. The Powerball jackpot would rank as the eighth largest payout in the 25-year history of the game. Top 10. Mega Millions pot would be the ninth largest in the 22-year history of the game. Eight people injured in a ski lift accident which saw skiers hurled from their seats. Did you see this video? I did. It looks horrendous. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised nobody got killed. Nobody got hurt even. Not badly at all, no. A video shot by onlookers in the ski resort of Godari, which is in the country of Georgia, showed terrified skiers jumping or falling from the carriages. The lift reaches the bottom of a snow mountain where it comes to a pulley. As other carriages arrive, they crash into each other, leaving tangled messes. Horrified onlookers can be heard shouting in panic. Uh, there were some injuries, but they were all minor. Most of the people got out on time, landing safely in soft piles of snow. Mm-hmm. Did you do you realize, or do you have you noticed that there are in this day and age a lot more ski lift or chairlift incidents in the last year of people being falling off or being held onto? While they're uh, at the ski I think, lift, I think there's been the normal compliment of them. I think, I think, it, I think, I think it's getting worse. I think it's four years. You're saying call me now. <laughs> yeah. How many have you seen? Six five one Patriot Realty phone line. Let's go. Sam uh, Sam Ryan coming up. Sam Ryan. in hardware stores, sitting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Here's Sam Ryan in the Channel 5 Weather Center. Hey, thanks, Joe. Well, it's turning out to be another beautiful afternoon out there. Temperatures will top out generally in the low 40s this afternoon uh, with some passing clouds, but those clouds will clear out overnight tonight. We'll be mainly clear down to 24 degrees. Kind of a cool start tomorrow, but St. Patrick's Day tomorrow, I think we're Dealing once again with the luck of the Irish. We'll see mostly sunny skies and a high near 50. 
Now, Saturday night, the clouds do move back in. That's going to keep our temperatures mild up to uh, down to around 32 degrees Saturday night. So we're going to be continuing that snow melt during the overnight hours. Sunday, still mild, but we'll have more clouds around. Just a few peaks of sunshine possible in the afternoon, high near 48. Then we cool down early next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Temperatures will top out generally in the middle and upper 30s. And on Tuesday, there is a chance for a few passing showers, perhaps some rain, and maybe even some light snow showers. It won't amount to much, though. That clears out. We warm back up towards the end of the week. And the following weekend, we're watching the potential for another powerful storm system with the potential here for significant snowfall accumulations across portions of the state. Where that is, we just don't know right now. We'll keep keep an eye on it. And, Joe, I have your records. March 16. 79. 79. 2012. 2012. And minus 10. Minus 10. 1900. 1900. Thank you. You bet. Uh, Reavers. Yes, sir. Look up something for me on the Googles. Mm-hmm. Lock of the Irish. Okay. Sam Ryan just used that term. Might the might have the luck or of the Irish. just the luck of the Irish. Well, but here's what I want to know. <clears throat> on one hand, the Irish are portrayed, uh, perhaps unfairly, as just these pub dwellers, these ne'er-do-wells who hang out in the pub, right? Yep. But on the other hand, they're portrayed as, what? what is the luck stem from? I, I've never understood that. I want to find that potato out. potato famine. Well, that wasn't lucky. When it ended. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know either, but uh, it should be on the... What was the potato famine? They they had nothing to eat. Uh, there, was just a, there was just a famine where nothing was available. <laughs> right. All but, right. <clears throat> According to irishcentral.com, mm-hmm. the luck of the Irish... For, oh God, I hate this computer so much. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> According to Edward T. O'Donnell, an associate professor of history at Holy Cross College and author of 100 or 1001 Things Everyone Should Know About Irish American History, the term is not Irish in origin. During the gold and civil rush years in the second half of the 19th century, a number of the most famous and successful miners were of Irish and Irish-American birth. Over time, this association of the Irish with mining fortunes led to the expression, luck of the Irish. I see. Of course, it carried with it a certain tone of derision, as if to say, only by sheer luck as opposed to brains could these fools succeed. Uh The word luck itself is Middle Dutch in origin, according to a publication. That's enough. The word... That's good. Our Thank story you. has become tiresome to it me really now. It really has. But I, it stems from mining, then. The word was probably introduced into the English language in the 15th century as a gambling term. Oh. Right. I got the luck of the Polish, or uh, one ticket. One ticket for a lot. That's all mm-hmm. you need. Uh, you know, I have 239 fart buttons. How do you I, know? I'm going to limit it to that, because one more would be too farty. Maybe we should have Rick no, call in with no. that one. I, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> can't believe you haven't played It's Hard Out There for an Irish Pimp. I forgot all about it. I never forget about Mr. T on Valentine's Day. Do you know uh, who was spotted again in a uh, in the uh, second-class uh, rail car in London? Paul McCartney. Again? I just love that. I just love that about him. He sat there, he paid his fare, and he didn't even, he didn't even go in the first class or whatever they got. The Brits do that, don't they? Well, he's worth a billion dollars, and he's just uh, dressed normally. Got, got don't make the... a big deal out of me. Yeah, he, 
he knew he was being looked at. He didn't care. He, he appeared to be reading something. And uh, uh, he's 75 now. How does that make you feel old? Mm-mm-mm. Rather than opting for first class, down-to-earth Sir Paul settled down in second class sitting alongside ordinary commuters and their bicycles. I guess he does it all the time. I just find that uh, endearing uh, in the world of uh, such uh, celebrity madness. Uh, that he would remember the scene. He didn't see it uh, in the in the movie The Darkest Hour. There's a great scene where Winston Churchill goes out and gets on a bus, something he had rarely done, mm-hmm. just to talk to the people. Uh, or either a bus or it was a subway uh, train, and he just got on the bus and rallied the people on the bus and was talking to them. It was quite a good scene. I like to hear that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you only think of McCartney. You're like. I don't want to hear that. Paul McCartney. No, I know. Don't you have It's Hard Out There for an Irish Pimp? You really want that? Well, let's play it for part of the scramble. I can do that. Let's do that. I can do that. All right, just a moment. The Sands is proud to present a wonderful new show, A Man and His Music. The music of Count Basie and his great band. <laughs> and the huh? man is Joe Suchere. Yeah. Huh? 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 Yeah. Hello? You know. Hey now! How all these people get in my room? <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> come come go. fly with me. Give me we'll the go. We'll I want to go. Away. Thank you! If you can use Are you going to cook that foul uh, corned beef and cabbage? Uh, yes. No. You didn't. You did something wrong. I know. I, I don't think the you one made meal the, I tried and it backfired. I think what you did is you didn't have the the sauce right to cook it with the wine, the the glaze. You, I think you missed a step on the glaze. Well, I must have. Yeah. Glaze is key. That's how I won the thing yesterday. Glaze. Glaze is the key. Glaze is the key. Give us a little, uh, it's hard out there for an Irish pimp. Thank you very much and good evening. We hope you have fun tonight. We've got a little ditty that's very popular these days, so please sing with me if you know the lyrics. When did I do this? Ladies and gentlemen, it's very hard out there for a pimp when he's trying to get his money for the rent. Sure. For the caddies and all the gas money spent. Well, there's a whole lot of bitches that are jumping ship out there. Yes, very hard out here for a pimp. He's trying to get his money for the rent and for the caddies and all the gas money he's been driving around because of all those ladies that are jumping ship. In my eyes, I've seen some crazy things on the streets. Got a couple of hoes working on the changes for me. But I got to keep my game tight like Kobe on game night. Like taking a hoe that don't know better. That just ain't right. I don't see people killed and seen people deal. I've seen people live in poverty with no meals. But listen, I've messed up where I live, but that's just how it is. It might be new to you, but it's been like this 
this for years. It's blood, sweat, and tears when it came down to this. And I've been trying to get rich before I leave this here. I've been trying to have things, but it's hard for a pimp. I've been praying. But listen, it's very hard. I'll tell you. There it is. Very difficult to do. It was whatever year you know that how much won the, these that song win the yeah, Academy Award. That's right. You but can take man, it down now, son. You listen up here. Listen up, Kobe. What are that? Uh, props Word to all out. my Irish props. people out there. Yeah. Listen up. I got more where that 1500. came from. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It is... I don't know what it is. Uh, 35 degrees, Not and it should, be, it should be a very nice St. Patrick's Day. And uh, Patrick's coming up from Florida. Right? Uh, live from Fort Myers, yes. And uh, much more to follow. And uh, St. Patrick's Day, of course, uh, is tomorrow. And it's hard out there for the Irish Happy St. Patrick's Day.